Hello Charlie Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Welcome back troops. Back to the podcast, episode five. Another day off for me, so I'm in the shed again. Bit of peace and quiet. Makes a change, got the missus getting me doing all sorts. Just wanted to have a day off, you know, but it's like, nah, you gotta mow the lawn. We gotta go to carpet right. We gotta go buy some pansies. Jesus Christ. That again. Another instalment of a Granite Zero podcast. It's good to be back. It's good to be back as always. Back in the shed. Get some. Been a powerful week for us though, isn't it? To be fair. I've uh jumped up the numbers on Twitter at Granite Zero. And, uh, well, funnily enough, I thought I'd throw it out there because I fucking love the um, the series. I watched that Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais new TV show on uh, on Netflix. I tell you what, some of the best work he's done, in my opinion. Some of the fucking best work he's done. I mean, at most, most of the time you're laughing through it, like proper, like proper giggles, you know. And then the next second... You're like, you're fighting back the tears. You've got lumpy throat and you're like, Jesus. Some pertinent, pertinent, um, you know, stuff in there about how people deal with um, their depressions when they lose a loved one, that sort of thing. Because you never taught how to deal with it in retrospect. You sort of think, when it happens, I'll deal with it when it happens. Nobody gives you like a blueprint of what to do. Nobody gives you an aid memoir on how to get through grief it's just something that you have to deal with at that time and yeah he 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 really brought it to life and having um having the humor behind it really helps because he's got such a brilliant sense of humor it's quite dark it's quite dry but yeah it's it's you know, he's always, I've always been a huge fan of Ricky Gervais. I think he's fucking brilliant. I mean, he has me in stitches all the time. And tell you what, yesterday absolutely made my day. I did a little tweet about it, about Afterlife, how uh, it's his best work and that. He's only gone and liked it. He's only gone and liked my fucking tweet, and he? Made my day. He really did. Absolutely made my day. I was buzzing. I think I messaged everyone I knew. I was like, look. New best mate, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, boom. Ricky Gervais liked my tweet. It would have been better if he followed me. I could have got a few more followers, a few more listeners. But, yeah. <laughs> but I was so happy, so happy with it. The missus was like, you better not tweet that he liked that, because that's weird. I was like, all right, I better not, better not. <laughs> um, I've had a few people say, what are you going to talk about on... Um, your next episode and you know a few things popped up brexit for one of them brex brexit whatever you call it i would talk about it i would if i had a clue what was going on i'm pretty sure i'm like most of the country i ain't got a clue so i'm not going to rant and rave about something that i have zero clue on because i can't i can't physically talk about it um It's it's a tricky one because 
nobody in the UK knows whether we're coming or going, and it's 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 hard for me to um, talk and discuss about Brexit because I I literally don't have a clue. I could talk to my cousin Matt. I'm sure you'd have all the information that you could possibly think about, but for me, I ain't got a clue, so I ain't going to talk about it. What I am going to talk about, for those of you that um, are interested in the combat sports, UFC, that sort of thing, um, TJ Dillashaw, the bantamweight champion, he popped for steroids, and I, I spoke about it with my brother briefly yesterday, uh, we ain't surprised, you know, there's been um, a lot of talk surrounding it, um, while he was progressing through the ranks, it was like, oh, TJ's on this, TJ's on that. And then all of a sudden, ka there you go, mate. What have you been taking, your Mexican supplements? It's, um... Well, I like TJ Dillashaw. I thought he was a brilliant fighter. I love the way he fought. His combinations are probably the best I've seen. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some sort of super expert on, um, on uh, mixed martial arts, but his combinations are... Up spot on. He was, a, he was a wrestler in college, so you can tell he's not afraid to take it to the ground. He's all round, you know, brilliant. But when you're a bantamweight, which you're light anyway, 135 pounds, which is what nine stone, and you then drop to 125 pounds, you know, that's that's an extra 10 pounds. He hasn't got much body fat, much um, mass to lose, but he made it really comfortably he did get stopped in 32 seconds within that title fight that he went on to um he tried to get a second belt tried to be a champ champ but you know he made it a bit too easy like it'll be good to know all the science behind it what he was taking does he know that he was taking it or did someone slip it in that sort of thing um it's it's a it's a tricky one it really is a tricky one because he's such a good fighter. He's a pretty well, obviously world class, a world class champion. Um, but has he been cheating the whole time? That's a talking point right there. Has he been cheating the whole time? And why do you know? You can sort of understand in the likes of the Tour de France, everybody's cheating. You know, let them. They're cycling for God knows how long. So they're. They obviously need that oomph to get them going. But if you're constantly cheating and that, you're not hurting anyone but yourself in those sort of sports. Same in athletics. Yes, they're cheating because they're getting enhanced. But if everybody's doing it, then surely it's a level playing field. You're just the best of the most enhanced superhuman. I want to see people run the 100 metres in under nine seconds. Under nine and a half seconds, almost. <laughs> But when it comes to combat sports, you're taking someone else's life into your hands, you know? So, you know, essentially you're punching someone in the face and having that extra oomph, you could cause a serious amount of damage. Serious amount of damage. And it's dangerous. So all I, I think he's got a year ban. Is it enough? Do they need to look into previous tests? Should he be banned for life? You know, he's a he's a cheat at the end of the day. Especially in combat sports. Should you be banned for life? That is a question. That is a question. 
think what we need to think about as well with this podcast is do I um, take in stories from other people, some inspiring stories and then read them out? That's a, that's a, that's a good talking point because I've, I've now got on Twitter, I've got a few followers now. Hopefully I get a few more in the upcoming weeks. But at the minute I'm, I'm steady. I've got like nearly 150 almost, I think. A nice good start. And a lot of them is uh, people that suffer with depression, anxiety, PTSD. I've got a number of uh, veterans. I've got a number of servicemen. Um, so I seem to be getting a sort of uh, following from that sort of thing and I'd like to broaden it sure I'd like to get everybody listening because like I said in in uh, episode one and episode two it's not going to be solely about um, depression because let's face it talking about depression and PTSD can be depressing you know you need to have that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel um, for me I found a little guilty pleasure and uh, I've been watching it most nights. Uh, last night I watched it with a nice uh, Johnny Walker. A bit of lemonade in there. Started tanking that a bit. Got a bit tipsy, you know, a little bit pissed. And I'm not going to lie, it's celebrities go dating. Rob Beckett definitely makes it, narrating it, narrating over it. It's funny as. It's so funny. I'm literally in, in stitches and... Having that bit of laughter, I'm telling you what, makes a hell of a difference. Really does. Um, because it, it brightens up your day, you know. Finding something that you enjoy watching, just on the telly or sitting off, reading a book or whatever. But as long as you find something that you're enjoying, I'm telling you now, it helps you go through the path of, you know, helping, helping the mind. And definitely... Um, my little guilty pleasure, celebs go dating. That's Sam Thompson. <laughs> he's so... He's got to be like ADHD or something because he's bouncing all over the shop. Um, the man is so funny. And he fucking cracks me up. He really does. He's so posh. He's one of the blokes from Made in Chelsea, I think. He's so posh. But he's funny and it, he's endearing. And he makes you want to like root for him. Even though he's absolutely minted, you're like, ah, oh, I hope he gets a date. I hope he takes that bird out. And they went to Tenerife, didn't they? The agency took him to Tenerife and, and what have you. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it just brightens up the day and it fucking cracks me up. It really does. It really does. It really does. And what else have I been up to? Is a, is a, is a, um, is a solid question. I'm back in the gym. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back in the gym. You know, Fat Tomo needs to um, take a break and become Fit Tomo again. You know, like I said, uh, I'm still cycling to work each day. So that's uh, 14 miles a day, which is nice. Your legs start and after a while, um, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, getting that little bit of um, fizz in, especially if it's 14 miles a day and then on the way home now, I'll stop off at the gym, do a quick 30-minute circuit, whatever. And um, on my days off, I'll then go and do a good hour, hour and a half, um, smashing myself to pieces to um, 
a new thing that I call breaking the body to fix the mind. The reason why I say that, because you suffer for an hour. You put your body through it. And mentally, you have to try and push yourself through it. And by doing that, you've given yourself a little bit of focus. And that focus then helps you feel positive. It's like, today I'm going to try and do an extra round in. I'm going to try and up my my five rep max. I'm going to try and do this. If you do it, and you're like, I smashed it. How happy do you feel when you do it? How happy, how positive. And those sort of things help you through to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. So breaking the body to fix the mind is a huge thing. Is a huge, huge thing. And I'm telling you, it works. I'm telling you now. You go out for a walk. Say you're, um, you're a family man, family woman. You've got kids. And you're like, I haven't got time. You know, 4% of the day is, is just an hour's workout. It's only 4% of your day. It's an hour. I can't, I've got kids, I can't, the missus doesn't want to, doesn't want me to. Take the kids with you. Yeah? Take them out for a walk. Take them to the park. You just go for a walk around, just say, right, the park's about a mile away, we're going to walk to the park, we're going to walk home. The kids will love that, because they can go off and just be kids, go jump around, be crazy. Well, you're actually doing a bit of physical activity that's going to help you uh, be a bit more positive, you know? Just going for a walk. Simple as that. Take the dog out if you've got a dog. Do a walk run, a walk jog run. Walk for a bit. Jog for a bit. Put a sprint in. Walk again. Jog again. Sprint again. Doing those little bursts. And then at the end of it, you'll feel so much better. And the, the like I've said in the previous podcast, the positive endorphins will start flowing and you'll feel really good. Now, what I'm going to do now is just talk to you a little bit about a company that I um, I work with and work for. Uh, his name's Steve Hazel, and he's uh, the director of Progression Fitness Boot Camps. And what that is, is basically as it sounds, is a boot camp. Military-style fitness, Yeah. It's done outdoors in the parks and that. I've been with him since, I think, 2014-ish. So a good five years, maybe, almost, coming up. I do the odd session here and there because uh, I can't schedule my time perfectly. So I like to do the odd cover shift when he's off on holiday and things like that. But doing the workouts outdoors, you're... Not only out in the elements, which is positive anyway, even if it's raining. Tell you what, you hate it the the time you're doing it, but you get so much more benefits out of it. Because your body is working harder because you're outside. Yeah, especially if it's raining or it's cold. Because you're trying to warm yourself up. So you then burn that little bit extra, and then you feel that much better when you finish. It's brilliant. And each instructor brings their own different unique styles. And I happen to have a style where... I started doing personal training and fitness back when I was at uh, college, back at Hereford Sixth Form. I did uh, 
a BTEC in sports and exercise science. And I become the exercise specialist at a gym called Archways, Archways Leisure Limited, which was my dad's gym. And I sort of specialised in body weight exercises. So when I tend to take the sessions, I tend to um, not use many, much equipment, if any at all. And the reason for that is I believe solely if you can't move your body, you shouldn't be moving weights. Yeah. So press-ups, squats, burpees, lunges, sprints. I like to throw in bear crawls, leopard crawls, all those sort of things. And I will punish you for an hour, 50 minutes while I'm doing it. You will hate me for that hour. You'll you'll be screaming at me saying I don't want another I don't want to do another round. I don't want to do another minute. But I try and get you to do it. I take you out of your comfort zone. I put you in to discomfort. I like to go by the motto embrace this discomfort, yeah? Because once you're comfortable, you're not working hard enough. You want to be uncomfortable. You want to relish the fact that you're uncomfortable. I don't like this, but I'm going to smash through it because it's a goal I have. Setting goals. Yeah? Set your goals, set your targets, smash your targets, feel better, feel positive, brighten up your day. Fucking simple as that, isn't it? Be motivated to do it. The amount of times that I've been sat there and I've gone, I do not want to go to the gym. And then you go, right, I've got to go to the gym. And then you go. And you start to enjoy it. I like to I like to do little boxing circuits because I like, I like boxing. I did a ultra white collar boxing event uh Two years ago, yeah, it would have been two years ago in the uh, in the summer. I had a good turnout. I had three tables booked, ten people per table. I had a bit of family. My old man came down. My brother, sister-in-law, my wife came to watch, which I I hope she enjoyed it. I know she was nervous for me at the start, just like my old man was nervous. But you know, I had a few um, former servicemen come and watch. Um, I also had a table of. Um, the progression fitness bunch came to watch and you know what it was a hell of, unfortunately for them i was I, I didn't fight until like second to last and the bloke i fought he was a good six one possibly six foot i'm five foot six so already he's got a bit of a reach advantage he was also quite large in stature where i went full fully blown I'm in training camp here. I'm going to cut my weight down where I went from. I was quite heavy at the time when I started. I was about 92 kilos. Eesh, five foot six and 92 kilos. What a fatty. But I got down to 80 kilos. Which, you know, 12 kilos was a big drop. And I felt so positive, so focused. And I've had recently, I had Sai talking to me, he sent me texts, you know, Sai's coming up to his fight and he's like, I can't, I can't seem to focus properly, I can't do this. It's like, you're probably focusing on the wrong things, you're focusing on what your opponent's going to do. Yeah, and 
you don't know who your opponent is yet. You don't find out until the week before the fight. Or two weeks before the fight, something like that. Stop focusing on what he's doing. Focus on what you're doing and what you can do to be better. And he was like, how is your mindset coming into those last two weeks? I went, I was in the mindset where I didn't give a flying fuck who he is. I don't care if he's Mohammed Ahmad Bruce Lee, to quote Snatch. I'm going to smash the fuck out of him. I'm going to train hard in the training sessions. I'm going to train hard in sparring. I'm going to train hard on the mitts. So that when he's watching me, whoever he is, he's thinking, shit, I've got to fight that guy. So, giving him that sort of information, I think is starting to help him a little bit. Because he's now focusing on, oh, I need to do this when I'm on doing some movements. Um, I need to pivot more. I need to throw more when I'm coming into defence. And that sort of thing. Um, and what kept me focused and positive, I knew, I knew the missus was coming to watch. I knew my dad was coming to watch. I knew my brother was coming to watch. I knew the missus' family was coming to watch. Her brothers, you know, people I served with. And in my head, I, I was petrified. Don't get me wrong. I was nervous. But it wasn't nervous to the fact of the actual fight. I've been in fights before, obviously. Um, it was more nervous. I didn't want to lose and let people down. And that is something that's tricky to get over. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I've done the training. I've put the time in. I've lost weight. I feel good. I feel positive. It's time for me to go. And then also in my head, I was adamant that I was not going to be hit that much, that it was stopped or take a knee or go down because my wife was there and there's no way I'm losing in front of her. That was my mindset. I am not losing in front of my wife. Not a chance. Yeah. It's not, and, and those sort of um, positive feelings and things, they got me to the fight. I then saw him at the fight when I was warming up. I was doing some skipping and I was staring him out then. Um, in the back, uh, getting ready to go out, hitting the mitts just to warm up. He wasn't even hitting the mitts. I was hitting the mitts hard so that he could hear me and how hard I could hit. I walked out first. I was focused. I got straight in the ring, Got went to my corner and, it, and I was just staring straight. Wherever he was, my eyes didn't 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 come off him. Drawing the face-to-face uh, -face with the ref. Didn't look at the ref. He was looking away at the ref. I was staring straight at him. He knew he was in a fight. He knew he was in a fight. I knew he was flabby around the middle, so I worked his middle. And then uh, I knew at the beginning of the second round, he was sat, he was tired, I was stood getting some gen from the um, cornerman. Couldn't really hear the cornerman, even though they were stood talking to me. All I could hear was my brother shouting 4-6 or 6-4. Or and I faked a jab to the stomach, landed a jab to the face, and then came over with the right hand, which stumbled him. He got standing eight count, and then that's when I knew I had him, and I took him out with a giant overhand right. Corner threw in the towel. Tomo 
went victorious. And I think all the preparation, the lead up, all of that helped. The positivity that I had from everybody, that helped. And hopefully Sai can uh, use the feedback that I've been giving him, that others have been giving him. I mean, the man only laced up a set of gloves. Uh, it would have been eight, nine weeks ago. The first time he's ever boxed. He won't mind me saying he wasn't the greatest boxer. Obviously, he's an amateur. Not even an amateur. This is like an exhibition fight. But now, seeing the way he boxes now, when I take him on the mitts, he's come on leaps and bounds. He's brilliant. He's really getting there. Really getting there. And I just want him to stay focused and stay positive so that he can do it. And that's a big thing with fitness. Yeah. Is to stay positive, stay focused, stay... And all that. Not only will you start looking good, you'll feel good. And then step by step, your mind will be focused. It's a powerful thing going to the gym. I know a lot of people don't like it. Do something else then. Go for a walk. Yeah. Been there. I'm thinking about setting up like a challenge. I'm always one for challenging myself. I did the Spartan race um, in 2014. And I thought, what can I do? I can do 5k easy. I can do 10k easy. Ah, fuck it. I might as well just do the 20k. And ended up doing the half marathon Spartan race. Which, my word, it wasn't easy by far. It was one of the toughest things I've done. Um, then I did the uh, white collar boxing. But now I want to do something that's really out there. I'm going to call it breaking the body to fix the mind. And I'm going to keep sending it out there until I get a little bit of feedback. I sent a tweet out and didn't get any feedback on it. So that was a bit gutting. Um, but maybe if you listen to this, you can give me a little bit of feedback. My sort of thoughts that I want to try and do is maybe sort of a Dover to Devon. Sort of speed march, loaded march. It's a long way. Don't get me wrong, it's a long way. I've... It will take a good five days to complete, I think. But I think we could get a good amount of money raised. We can, you know, help spread the message. Not everybody has to go from the same start point. I will be. I would be if it happens. So I would start at the beginning with a few other people. And you can sort of join in as you're going along. People can join in and just spread the word, you know. It's a hell of a challenge. A hell of a challenge to think about and to possibly do. So, break the body to fix the mind challenge. Ooh, it's a good one. <laughs> so, I, um, I was winding up Jess the other day. We were only on the phone, but I went full veteran dad on her. Apparently, she didn't want to carry her bag because it was too, too heavy. It was too he her school bag was too heavy. She has like one book in it and a lunchbox. That's not heavy, Jess. No, no, no. When Daddy was serving, yeah, Daddy went up Three Mile Mountain in Kandahar with 135 pounds of kit. That's like a not. I'm carrying an extra person on my back because Tomo's a pack horse. That's what happens. You don't know what heavy is, so just pick up your school bag 
and take it into school. Start to take you're taking liberties now. <laughs> oh, fantastic though. I tell you what, we went down memory lane with uh, with a few of the lads on on WhatsApp, and we were chuckling. I've got some good stories that's gonna that's gonna unfold at some point. I'm gonna have to actually focus on them, and uh, so I can pass them on. But yeah, this was only a uh, a quickie today, a small half an hour segment, because uh, unlike most people that do podcasts, you know, I've got other stuff to do. <laughs> as mad as that sounds, um, I've got to go and do the school run in a minute, pick up pick up the kids, and all that sort of thing. But I just want to finish off by saying how um, uh, how happy I've been the last two, three weeks now. And I like to think it's down to my podcast, talking about everything. But it's also down to little, just little things. Like, I believe the CBD oil is really, really helping. So I highly recommend it. The one I've been using is the capsules from uh, CBD Life UK. And they are really good. I feel that I'm only taking like one or two pills a day. But I'm really starting to feel like I'm, I haven't got the pressures on me. I'm not getting snappy. I'm not being angry. Yeah, I've still got a little bit of a temper on me. This is me. That's never going to change. I get it from my mum. But I feel like I'm a bit more, a bit calmer, a bit, a bit more me. Um, I've had some brilliant feedback for some other companies who I'm going to give a shout out to. Uh, 50 Cal Coffee for one of them. Brilliant. And and. Yeah, as soon as I get a proper coffee machine, I told him I'd get some. So as soon as I get a full proper coffee machine, I'm going to get some 50 cal coffee. I um, highly recommend them to anybody. Um, they're a veteran-run company, so it's always good to support the troops, as it were. Uh, a number of uh, other people uh, that are on my Twitter that are doing fabulous work through stress and anxieties and depression and PTSD to all of you that have um, followed me on um, on Twitter thank you very much um, I will be getting this on iTunes as soon as possible I just need to get onto a laptop which I'll probably do this afternoon uh, the reason why it's not is because of my artwork my little symbol that I've made the Grant Is There A Podcast symbol for some reason, I've got to have it at 1400 by 1400 megapixels or whatever it is. And because I've done it on my phone, it's not working. So as soon as I get that done, I'll be uh, on iTunes. Thus, hopefully, Granite Zero can grow and grow and grow. And get the word spread, ladies and gentlemen. Can you please tweet me or retweet me? Give me feedback. Give me topics that you want me to talk about. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some sort of super genius that knows the answer to everything. But I'm also not a complete mongoloid. I don't know if I can use that word. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, 
if you want me to discuss anything that I did during my training, basic training, or while I was on tour, or squadron life, or anything like that, or how I'm dealing with my um, PTSD at the minute, anything, I can bring it up, I can talk about it. If anybody wants to like, come in and talk to me, come to the shed, this would probably be my, um, my buddies to start with, um, those that want to whatever yeah but again i've had nothing but good feedback i've had people on twitter sending me messages and uh it's been really good um i feel positive still i feel happy and it's 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 becoming a really good thing and I'm enjoying every second of talking to whoever's listening. And thank you for listening. So, as I say in my regiment, yeah. Per ardua. Through adversity. Cheers for listening. I'm Tomo. And I'm out. Charlie Charlie 1, this is Granite Zero. Out.